my name is Chris Ryan, and this is Growing on the Vine. It's a show for 102.5 The Vine. It's a Christian radio station in southwest Riverside County in California. And what we do here on the show is we talk to micro-ministry leaders in our area. So you know that these ministries exist, and you know who is behind these ministries. And you might actually wonder, how can you get involved? Well, that's something that we want to bring to you in each episode of Growing on the Vine. Now, you might be listening on FM radio, or you might be listening through podcast. Today, we're going to breach a topic that is so important in our modern-day culture, mental health. Let's face it, if we're not in counseling ourselves, chances are we know somebody who is. So how do we find a counselor who is licensed, who has been trained, who has been in school for many years focusing on topics that are affecting our mental health today? But how do we find somebody who can do that with biblical values? Chrissy Kortenhoven is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And here's why I've asked Chrissy on the show today is because not every licensed marriage and family therapist can provide therapy sessions from a biblical worldview. And to me, that's so important. If I'm going to see somebody who is going to help me change my behaviors, I want somebody who can help me change my behaviors and my thought patterns to bring me closer to Christ. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest on Growing on the Vine. Chrissy Kortenhoven. Yep. Did I say it right? Yep. Kortenhoven. 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 Yep. It's just very phonetic. You have been in this arena of mental health Yes. And you went to school for this. Yes. So more than just in business practice, but there has to have been a passion for mental health industry. Tell me what led to you going into this arena. So um, I was first a school teacher. I went to Westmont College and um, I was on the track to be a school teacher. And so I worked in the public school for eight years. And it was when I was a teacher immediately, and this was in my 20s when I was 22, I was working with the children and they were... Um, staying with me and you know there were some latchkey kids and other just it was a lower income school and I really saw the needs of the children and I immediately my first year felt like you know what I am more concerned about their heart than than the education the education was important but it was a means of talking to them about Jesus and about how loved they were and stuff like that and I really when I went to school I thought that there was only like teacher, doctor, nurse, and fireman, you know, and I didn't really know that we had all these other choices until after my trajectory was already, you know, spoken for. And then I really realized like, I like to listen to people and hear people and talk to their heart and encourage them and just encourage them with God's promises and their identity in Christ. And it was like right then and there, like my second year, I just went to school and I went to Cal State Fullerton to become a counselor. So that's when it started. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest. You're mentioning working in the elementary school. It was elementary, right? Yes. And there's a passion then for teaching people about Christ. And those don't mix very well in the public school system. How How did that feel as being a Christian? You're teaching here. You have a passion somewhere else. How did that work? I just think that the Lord, he orchestrates opportunities and he shows you, um, 
just situations with people and their families. I would even go with students to their parents' house. I would walk them because I'd walk them home. Some little kids would walk home by themselves. I'd be invited in and so I would tell them about Jesus or I would just be loving and I would be kind and developing these relationships. I, I've i always, like people, I've always just cared about what's going on and I can, I, that's a gift the Lord's given me to just listen and then see where I can encourage them. And so I just pursued that. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest. The mental health arena, and especially in Christian counseling, if we go back 30 years, I think it's almost like Christians would look at psychology, psychiatry, almost as let's stay away from that. Oh, yeah, there's a stigma. Yes, a stigma. Are you seeing that breakdown? Currently, in you know 2023, there is not as much a stigma at all of mental health. Like, in fact, people are constantly coming. There's waiting lists. People are struggling to get in, especially with COVID, you know, depression, teenagers with depression. Um, there's people are seeing that it is beneficial and that it is helpful. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest today. You are a licensed marriage and family therapist. Okay, so what you do in Christian counseling, and I want to make sure listeners know that this is different from what your pastor does. And there's so many hours and training that goes into what you do. So when somebody says a Christian counselor, we're talking about a licensed counselor with a Christian worldview. Would that be fair? Correct. Yes. I'm a licensed marriage family therapist, but I am a Christian first. And in order to become licensed, um, you have to go to school and you have to get your master's or your doctorate. And then you do 3,000 hours of training once you graduate. Um, So we're trained, you know, in mental health and anxiety and depression, OCD, uh, PTSD, you know, marriage, family systems. So we have all that training, but um, I, uh, um, I just feel like I created a niche, but not for me. Like the Lord created it because Flourish Christian Counseling is licensed and trained psychologists, marriage family therapists, licensed professional clinical counselors, but we all love the Lord. And so when you're coming to um, our practice, you're going to have Christian counselors who have the same value and faith as you. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest today. You are a licensed marriage and family therapist. How would a counseling session with a Christian counselor maybe differ from a counselor? Well, so just to go in a little explanation. So we're Flourish Christian Counseling. Um, We're in Temecula and Marietta, and we see people online, but we will see everybody. Anybody who comes, they're welcome you know, to our place. Um, and so they can be non-Christians or they can be Christians. But as a Christian, you can request faith-based counseling. And even with your insurance is if you go someplace and they don't have um, a faith-based counselor, you can say, I'd like a faith-based counselor. And sometimes your insurance will pay for that and you can go to somebody else. So so when somebody asks that, or we'll just ask that in their our intake in the first assessment, like, are you a Christian? What's your spirituality? And if they say they are Christian, we always say, can we pray with you? 
Um, and people love that. And we sincerely pray and we ask the Holy Spirit to be in our room and to be in our office when we're counseling. Like we've dedicated the building to him. And so we know that when we're counseling, the Holy Spirit is with us and that he is speaking. You know, we ask for his words, for him to be the vessel. Now through training, a popular um, therapy is CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And so cognitive behavioral therapy will help people with their distortions in their thinking, right? The enemy, he tells us lies, you, you know, about our identity, about who we are. Um, right. And so we have to combat that because people can get depression and anxiety from believing things that aren't necessarily true. But we have these conversations in our head. And so everything that we've learned, whether you learn it in a public or private university about mental health, when you're trained to be licensed, everything goes back to the Bible. Right. And so one of the techniques we learn is to help people do thought stopping and thought replacing. But in the Bible, that's where God originates with everything. He's the author of everything. It says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And so when we're telling somebody, you know, like we need to replace those negative thoughts with thoughts of Christ. But first, like, let's take your thoughts captive. And then also the Bible says in Philippians, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is lovely, let's think about these things. And some people don't realize or they just need encouragement or help that what we think, I mean, it's not all positive and rainbows and things like that, but what we, what we think affects how we feel. But if we think the things of Christ and we think the promises of Christ, we have more peace and we can get through. The Lord will help us get through those tough times. So we really use biblical principles. We do not want to go against God's word. And we want to point and direct them to the Lord. And we also want to point people to church and fellowship. This is a form of integration. Yes. If you can walk through integration for the listener. Well, it depends on what somebody is coming for. You know, if they're coming for our depression, or they're coming from suicide. So a lot of things would have to do with their um, self-esteem um, or being in isolation. And, and so a way to get somebody out of depression is you would help them um, get back into community. And so we talk about support places. And if they're open to Christianity, if they're open to church, you know, we would point them to mom and me groups, or we would point them to studies, you, you know, with the body of Christ, because we need encouragement and that the Lord doesn't want us to go through things um, alone. Um, but anything, anxiety, when things are overwhelming for us and when they're piling up, we become more irritable and um, we can... If you had a lot of pressures from work, if you had a lot of pressures from, you know, your job or schoolwork or something, then you come home and you're really irritable. You're taking it out on your husband. You're taking it out on your children. You're taking it out on your wife, you know. Um, and so what we're going to what you're going to do is you're doing it on your strength or you're feeling like it's all on you. And then we 
let people know, right? God says, take my yoke because my yoke is easy and light. And you know what? We could trust the Lord because he is faithful and we can use his strength. So we do use what we're taught and it's called people go to counseling for coping skills. Coping skills, they want to change their maladaptive thought patterns to healthy thought patterns. And we teach them skills for distress tolerance or breathing or thinking. But then we also relate by integrating everything to Christ. Like, you you know, what is... Um, Christ tell you, let's nourish ourselves in his word. And we're always pointing to his word and declarations and promises of God's word. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest on Growing on the Vine. We're hearing the term therapy a lot. We're seeing this in the youth world as well. It's almost something that youth were finding they're going to therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not a secret anymore. Talk to me about the association with youth and therapy and then the the Christian aspect that goes into that. Yeah, I would say that um, it's really spiked with our youth, with teenagers. Um, And I mentioned before with COVID, but probably before that, there's been a lot of depression. There's been a lot of suicidal ideation. Um, There's been um, just a lot of oppression. I really feel like this generation is really hard for teens to grow up in. Um, A lot of things with their identity, a lot of social anxiety and people, um, teenagers, you know, were so isolated and they just cannot get themselves back into school or with people and all the social media that just bombards us, which, you know, things technology is good but there's also a negative side to technology too much you know and there's comparisons and there's you know distortions again like because um, appearances of people on social media aren't realistic you know they're not attainable body images and and things like that so um there are parents who are bringing in their children and their teens because they don't know what to do or they they really see this depression or they really see like i cannot talk to my my child won't come out of their room my child you know just doesn't engage with us they they're not enjoying the things that they used to anymore um it's really high on depression and really high on anxiety and 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 so what we do is we just talk to them and we come alongside of them and the way that therapy works is you build, it's called a therapeutic alliance. And so what a therapeutic alliance is, is that you form a friendship. I mean, you're you're doing therapy, you're not their friend, you're their therapist, but just like we're doing right now, we're being relatable and we're not judging them. And we tell everybody, you know what? I'm not judging you for whatever you've done or whatever's gone on because the Lord loves you and the Lord is graceful and you know and he he wants to rescue you he wants to help you feel better and and so like it's okay you know and so um a therapeutic reliance is building a safe place and a safe environment where they can share they're not going to be condemned um but we're always gonna point them to Christ and we're gonna encourage them. And also parents too, we come alongside mom and dad and the parents and sometimes not 
all teenagers, but it's a tough road, you, you know, and sometimes there's rebellion and defiance. And so we'll say, I know your child might not be truthful completely, but they're going to know that they're listened to. Sometimes they just need to feel like, you know what, somebody listens to my perspective. Sometimes from their perspective, you know, mom and dad are just telling me what to do and this and that, but they're not listening to how I feel. Um, and, and so we'll really say that would that must be hard. That must be. So it's really coming and being compassionate and doing your best to understanding somebody's perspective and how it feels. And when anybody comes, God gave everybody feelings and our feelings matter. Um, and it's not a sin to have feelings. It's how we react. You, you know, if we react in anger, you know, then we could be sinning if we react meanly. But sometimes we just need to hear like, gosh, that would be hard. I would struggle with that, too. I could see that. Um, what can we do to improve the interpersonal communication? How can we talk better? So we come wherever they are. We hear their story. We connect with what they're going through at that age or their time, you know, that time of whatever's going on with them. And then the job is to encourage and equip them to just handle their struggles and trials, right? Because every human being goes through struggles and hills and valleys, and, and life is not always easy. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest. Now, since we're talking about youth, if you can talk about confidentiality and mandated reporter. Um, yes. So we start at the very beginning and uh, everything with everybody, we tell them um, everything is completely confidential. There are a few limits to confidentiality. And this would be in any counseling place that you would go. But the first is if, if they're talking to us, um, and there's any sort of child abuse, so if they tell us about their friend or if there was some inappropriate videos, you know, that people showed one another or anything like that, well, then that's where mandated reporters. And so we would just have to limit confidentiality for that. But just to protect, so it's just a suspicion or that's our job. We're legally mandated and to hold, obtain our license, we have to abide by that. The other one is if there's anybody who's 65 or older. So that's in conversation too. And there's any sort of elder abuse, that would be a limit of confidentiality. Um, and elder abuse could be abusing their debit card, not letting them out of their home, not feeding them, not letting them drive their car. Um, you, we'd be a mandated reporter for that. But the third and final limit of confidentiality um, is just we need to ask everybody on the very first visit, whether they're in person or online, do you have any thoughts or ideas of hurting or harming yourself in any way? And that's a really good question to ask at the very beginning. Um, because some people do say yes, and we, we say that the most important thing is to get them to a safe place and a higher level of care. Um, so if anybody said that, the most thing, important thing would be to protect their life, to show them how valuable their life is and how important they are and that their life matters. But after we go through that, you know, we just say, everything else is completely confidential. So we're not gonna break your confidentiality we're not going to share it with anybody. And then that gives people freedom to, to, to express how they're feeling and what they're going through. And then just confidence that it's just going to remain there. 
so then they could work through those things, um, I guess, uninhibited. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest. And since I'm going to I'm going to circle back and, and spend just one more minute on on youth, you have the opportunity to hear youth say, this is what I need therapy for. This is why I'm here. So what could you tell parents? Maybe that we can get maybe to get ahead. What are parents? What should they be looking for? Because this is what the kids are talking about. This is what they're this is what they're bringing, not anyone in particular, but this is what is stressing the kids right now, the teenagers. What could you tell parents to keep an eye out for? I say that parents, you know, you know your child the best and you really know, you know, how your child operates. So if you notice them withdrawing from things that they used to love, you know, not engaging in anything um, isolating, you know, just not wanting to do anything with anyone or anything, things that used to give them pleasure, not giving them pleasure anymore. Um, I think it's important developmentally, um, you know, we want our children to be close to us as parents, obviously, because we love them and we want to have good relationships with them. But developmentally at this age, friendships are really important developmentally. And so if your child has no friendships or no, um, I would really work on that or try to find something for them to get connected to or to find a hobby because it is when we're in isolation and we don't have anyone else that we can spiral downwards. Also, you know, just to look for things can be overwhelming for children teenagers. Things can just seem like they could get out of control. Um, sometimes schoolwork, but it's also just the social interaction can produce a lot of anxiety. And then sometimes things pile up and they don't even know where to begin. Um, and so they need our help. Sometimes they need our help just telling us them the one thing to do to maybe help them with their mountain of schoolwork. But sometimes the the social anxiety, I have seen so much social anxiety that is so intense with several teenagers. So your child is not alone. I just want you to know that your child's not alone. But you will also see they're called somatic symptoms where you know they're it seems like they're sick, but what people don't know is that we have physiological symptoms related to all of our emotions, anger, happiness, sadness, joy. Things happen in our body, but we're not always aware of it. So sometimes people could constantly get stomach aches or headaches or backaches so they can't go somewhere or do something. And oftentimes it's related to our emotions too. So if your child maybe is getting ill a lot or something, you can check into that because it could be having to do with their emotions, right? And um, they may not want to talk to you, but they may. And I would always encourage you to just say, like, how are you doing or how are you feeling? And just taking a step back as a parent and, you know, are we just telling them what they need to do, you know, clean your room, get this done, do this, or are we spending time and they may or may not want to because they're teenagers. But, you know, just saying, how was that for you? Um, you? You know, tell me something that was cool for you today. Tell me. Um, but just checking and seeing if they could tell you 
just how they're feeling, if they're open to that, and that you're just listening to how they feel, or that's really important. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest today. You are a licensed marriage and family therapist. Your passion is yes. to provide therapy with a through a Christian worldview. Correct. And we've been talking about youth, but adults, we struggle too. Absolutely. And moms and dads struggle, and sometimes it's the single moms that struggle. And there's this question, who can I see, but I want to see somebody who's safe. I want, I want to talk to somebody where my faith is important in that conversation as well. Yes. And I'm sure you see that um, parents that are struggling with mental health as well quite often? Oh, absolutely. Um, sometimes the parents um, need help more than their child because they, they might bring their child. Um, and honestly, sometimes it's hard for people to open up. They just don't want to. And so it would really benefit the parent if they could just share their concerns. And so there could be um, another parent. I'm a parent of four children. Uh, my other therapists that work uh, for Flourish Christian Counseling, they're parents too. And so they're, they've had children and like, I understand, I know what this is like, um, or I've been there before. Um, and, and it's just encouraging to have somebody else or that's with you to just know that you're not alone in this. And um, what we don't realize is that processing information or speaking about it is actually healing and healthy and it just helps us work our way through it and um, so that we don't have to internalize everything because parents need a lot of help too. Parents also need help or adults uh, in their marriages, in finances, um, in their own stresses and burdens, in, you know, in, in their walk in faith, in trusting the Lord. Um, Flourish Christian Counseling, we're also a part of Focus on the Families Christian Counselor Network. So when we um, opened our practice, um, we filled out this application to focus on the family. And so they had a nine page application to see if our um, views align with theirs. So it was like on the sanctity of life. It was on um, marriage and divorce. It was um, just on all biblical principles. And so then they um, invited us to be part of their Christian counselor network. So sometimes people, another thing you can do is you can go to focus on the family. You could go to their Christian counselor network and then you could type in your city. So if you type in Temecula and Marietta will pop up and then you could find Christian counselors in your area if you're looking for somebody who's faith-based and you really want that. Also, when you go to a counselor, wherever you go, they usually give you um, a 15-minute free consultation. And so with that, you could say, I'm really interested in faith-based counseling. I want counseling and I want somebody who's trained for trauma or abuse or OCD or bipolar disorder, you know, other disorders for major depressive disorder. But I also want somebody who's faith-based and could could um, just integrate the two. And um, that's what we can do. Now, you mentioned Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family has been around a long time, and they have a very solid reputation. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I want to go into the marriage world for a second. Yeah. It is hard. 
And that's where therapy, helpful, yes, but bringing a marriage into a therapy session through a Christian worldview, massively important. Yes, because if um, marriage is hard for everybody, I mean, we people can look like they have perfect marriages or really good marriages. I mean, I believe people do, but I also believe that there's conflict and that's normal. It doesn't mean that you don't have a good marriage, but we do have to look to Christ because we have to look how to compromise. Um, And the biggest thing people come for marriage counseling to us as well. Um, And one of the number one things that we work on is interpersonal communication. And so that's how we talk to one another and how we um, listen to one another and how we respond to one another. Um, And oftentimes because we're so comfortable in our relationship with our spouse, um, you know, we may do some things repetitively and they hurt the other person. or they're just maladaptive patterns, you you know? And so sometimes they need to come and we just need to really look at what's going on, um, seeing the amount of time that's spent with one another. Um, there's a verse in Hebrews, you know, about drifting as we, you, you know, to not drift from the Lord, but also in marriages, you know, we could get busy with our children. We can get busy with work. We could get busy doing other activities. And so husband and wife, they're busy doing these things in life. And life is fast paced now. Um, It was nicer when life was at a slower pace. Um, And husband and wife are struggling in their marriage, but they don't have time for one another. So a number one thing too is we tell people it is important to have intentional time. Intentional time is 20 minutes a day. Um, And it's like you could have a cup of coffee together on your steps somewhere. You could just sit out in the backyard. It's not going on an expensive date. It's intentional time where you're just getting back to enjoying one another, talking about fun things, not talking about problems, not talking about stresses, just enjoying one another and connecting and and that builds your relationship and you come back towards one another um we do get we do have single moms and we even have single dads or we have people that are separated and they're you you know taking care of their child um there there is going to be stresses so those are called psychosocial stressors Right, and there there is gonna be where they don't feel like they have any time. They're just pulled and pulled and pulled like a, a single um, parent, and so we might help direct them to creating margins um, if they can. Um, there's support groups. I go to Reliance Church in Temecula. And there's a great ministry for single moms, right? And they have fellowship together and they have meals together and they do things together. So we always want to get people in the body because God did not mean for us to walk through our challenges alone. And God uses humans, imperfect as we are, but he uses them to be the hands and feet of Jesus so that they could feel Christ's love and um, 
you know, like having a meal together, having somebody provide that for you, being filled because we need to be nourished on God's word. And and so that's where I would encourage a Christian single parent because, you know, you might be doing the rat race, doing everything by yourself. And then we get weary, we get weary. And, you know, the Lord says, he gives rest to those that he loves. The Lord never slumbers, but he means for us to have rest. And God is faithful for everyone. You know, so whatever we're going through, God loves you so much and he's your Abba, he's your daddy, and, and he wants to care for you. Um, and he, I always point them to God is Jehovah El Roy, and that is the God who sees. And so he sees what you're going through. It is, it is not invisible to him and his heart breaks and he wants to comfort you. And that you are not alone, he notices. And, and, and right, I want to transmit just God's deep, deep love for them. And then I also want to transmit like God's promises. God says, you are my beloved. I delight in you. You know, you are my treasure. You are my favored one. You are the apple of my eye. You know, when the Lord tells you those things, and if you believe that, like God will show up. And I've seen time and time again, to me, it seems like the Lord always shows up in the 11th hour. You know, when think like, you know, waited, I don't know how this is gonna work out. I don't know how. And then God does something and like you can now only attribute it to God because it's not what you did. Like it was just impossible and God did something. And sometimes they say that, you know, they'll come back and the Lord did this. I said, yes, he's good. Yes. And everybody, no matter what, I will pray with them. We will pray with them. And we just ask for the Lord to do a work and encourage them and that they would leave with encouragement because discouragement is from the enemy and he wants to walk us in discouragement and despair. But we ask that the Lord's peace go with them and that God's blessings with them. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest and a licensed marriage and family therapist. Marriage and family, like there's challenges in marriage, but the whole family aspect Family can be defined so many different ways, but family is challenging. Yeah, there's times when there's issues going on with a family. Uh, mom and dad can be struggling on their own. It's impacting the children. The children can be going through something, um, and it's affecting the siblings and the family. Um, there's been grief, there's been a loss, there's been a death of someone. Uh, and we really do specialize a lot in grief therapy too, and just coming alongside people walking in grief. And so whatever the situation is, we will come and listen to the whole family. But sometimes maybe mom and dad share first, or maybe just mom, or maybe dad. Um, maybe they all share together. And um, there's also therapy called internal family systems or family. And so when things happen in the family or when there's dysfunction and all families have dysfunction or something, it's all tied into there's a dance. Every single family member, mom, dad, you know, brother, sister, you know, baby, everybody has a role and everybody does the same 
role. Um, but sometimes there's things that need to be changed or that God needs to continue to refine. And so we could see how somebody's tone of voice impacts somebody else, and then that triggers a tantrum or an anger outburst or something. Um, we could see how not listening causes mom and dad to raise their voice, even though they're trying to go, they're trying to say it gently, and then they're acting out of frustration. And so we could come up with um, tools to just help them navigate whatever issues they're going on. It could be with young families. It could be older families. It could be teenagers are deciding they're not going to listen to mom and dad anymore, but you're still under your parents' roof. Um, are these reasonable? Do you think that they're reasonable that mom and dad has, you know, these requests? Um, and so families can be very diverse, but whatever it is, we will listen to the overview and then... Um, We'll get the background to see how we can best help them. Or it could just be that somebody in the family is struggling with bipolar, somebody struggling with anxiety, and then that's impacting everybody else. And and so what can we do, you know? Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest. You just mentioned a moment ago that maybe somebody in the family is struggling. You mentioned bipolar, but that does affect the rest of the family. The rest of us might not know how to properly interact with somebody in the family who is struggling with this. So there's kind of a, a therapy, not only for, would it be fair to say, whomever might be struggling with this, but your support system as well. Do you see that? Yes. Yeah. So definitely um, people need to come in or they'd like to come in because they need support. They're at their wits end or they're walking on eggshells. So if they have an understanding, um, for example, with bipolar, um, people have mood fluctuations, they have manic phases, hypomanic phases, and they have deep depression. And so we'll educate them. Not everybody knows about mood tracking. And, and so if you're on a calendar and you write down every day you track your mood if it's a happy day or a sad day or an angry day if you track it for two months you can find a pattern and um, the people who are struggling with bipolar they aren't doing it on purpose you know but if you know okay they're depressed right now it's gonna last for five days, it's going to last for 11 days because you've tracked it on a calendar. And once you can find a pattern, that pattern is pretty predictable. You could know, okay, well, I will, you know, give them time or we'll stay away or I'll give them encouragement and then they will, they will get out of it. But if everybody's aware, then that can help them or it might be helpful to get them like, you know, you need some extra help right now. You need some extra encouragement. So let's remember to continue your counseling appointments. But it also, so that's one example, but there could be another example like, you know, somebody in the family, the family's coming because one person's an alcoholic and one person's drinking 18 cans of beer a day. And, you know, they're still trying to stay married, but they're trying to have boundaries and there's children there. And what do we do? And, and so, um, will help people and just encourage people too with boundaries or what's abuse and what's not abuse. Um, God 
you know, marriage is a covenant. It's very holy to God. He wants marriages to stay together. He wants restoration and stuff like that. But God also does not ask us to be abused, you know? And so if there's emotional abuse or verbal, you know, we can help people find boundaries, you know, or take some time off, leave, and then come back to not tolerate abusive behavior. Chrissy Kortenhoven is our guest, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And you had mentioned boundaries. We seem to all know somebody who doesn't have boundaries. Maybe somebody whose this relationship is toxic. We can see it from the outside looking in. Boundaries are important in relationships and the ability to say no. But how important are those in that interpersonal relationship, maybe in a dating situation? Yeah, it's very important to have boundaries to know what your values are. I think um, sometimes people, maybe if you're in a dating relationship, you're just caught up that I love this person or this person's giving me attention and it, and it, you know, it feels great and I want to be in a relationship. Um, and I had a wise friend give me advice that was... Um, just what they had experienced in relationships. And I'm like, I'm going to use that in counseling. That is really good. But that when you date someone, you need to see someone before you make a decision for marriage in all the seasons, like, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, but meaning the seasons, you know, when you first date someone, there's that honeymoon phase, right? And everybody's on their best behavior, but you need to see how that person is when things don't go well for them. How does that person handle when they're frustrated? What does their anger look like? How do, how do they handle things when they're really, really sad? Um, or how do they just handle challenges? Because um, we can get in a relationship if it gets physical too soon um, or goes too far, right? Then we're emotionally um, invested in it and we cannot see the red flags that God is popping up to protect us because um, marriage is a lifetime, hopefully. And um, if we aren't evaluating, you know, what God's word says, and, and some people think, you know, who aren't walking with the Lord or don't know the Lord God, you know, he's just too constricting and he doesn't want me, you know, you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. But really, God wants us to have pleasure. He wants us uh, to be in love, to have good things. But he just wants to protect us. And, and that's just his umbrella, his shield over us, so that later on we don't have harm. We don't have abuse. We don't have emotional abuse or, or neglect or verbal abuse or, or just things or, or have affairs or have things that are just going to harm us. And so it's really important to have boundaries where like, I'm, I'm not going to tolerate this because God says I'm precious. God says I'm wonderful. And God doesn't ask me to be treated like that. And, and if somebody loves someone, then they will work on those things or they won't do them many aspects of your therapy sessions, you're bringing it right back to scripture. Absolutely. It sounds like that is the direction that as a marriage and family therapist, that that's your first passion. Talk to me about how important that is 
in a therapy and a counseling session? I, I believe that it's the most important thing. And uh, truthfully, true healing comes from the Lord. Um, and I was trained as a licensed therapist, but, and that um, is important to know techniques on how to help people like through PTSD or trauma, EMDR is empirically based. That means that research has shown that it really helps people in trauma or to help people from grief. But like you said, and I firmly believe everything originates in the Bible. And um, at one time I was calling my business Flourish Counseling Center, but I changed the name to Flourish Christian Counseling because I did, and I've prayed like, Lord, may this be a ministry to you. Lord, may people come to find you. May people know who you are. Um, and whether they come, whether Christian or non-Christian, it's called Flourish Christian. And so um, it's of utmost importance that it follows God's principles, that we don't go against God's principles. The neat thing is, is that when we are licensed marriage family therapists, and we're in network with various insurance companies, and people come because they just found us through our insurance, and not everyone is Christian, but the Lord's brought um, to my office a Jehovah Witness, a former Jehovah Witness, and... Um, she had not been, you know, she had broken away from her church a long time ago, but she wasn't saved, you know, and I'm just going to start off by saying it was nothing that I did. It was just the Lord's seed at the right time. But we were talking and she said, this just sounds too easy and this. And I said, do you want to pray? And she said, yes. And I go, you do. And she became saved. And I got to go to her baptism. And so a Jehovah Witness came to know the Lord. And somebody through grief, uh, they were Mormons and they lost someone. And I, um, the Lord just orchestrated it. It's definitely not nothing to do with me, but the Lord cares for the lost. And the Lord is bringing the lost. And, and so I'll tell people not only about my church, but just about different churches in the valley. Like, here's one, here's one, here's a program here. Um, to, to tell people about the Lord and and somebody was brand new um, and they were just sharing with me about you know somebody at their work had been talking to them about the Lord and that, that their son just randomly who didn't go to church wanted to go to church and um, so they thought they'd go as a family and then uh, this person became saved um, through somebody else not me and then his wife came and I had an extra Bible and I got to give it to her. And um, it's just um, being a counseling agency in the Valley for everyone being licensed, God brings the loss too. Um, and, and so that's a really important part of the ministry that we could share God's love when they're ready. We can't thump anybody over the head of it. And people can say, you know what? No, I don't want that. And we will use just every technique that we've learned to help with anxiety, to combat depression, to help in marriages. Um, but I will pray silently under my breath, you, you know. The, the license part of a licensed marriage and family therapist 
it's not easy to get. It's not an online certificate. It's not a quick class. There's a lot that goes into that. And not every counselor that you can find online is licensed. Talk to me about the importance of a therapy session with somebody who is licensed here. Yes, I mean, schooling, um, you know, we you need to get a master's or a doctorate. Um, and so um, it took me five years because I was teaching while I was doing it. So I was going to both, but you but it's still um, a program. You can do it in quicker than five years. Um, and so you are introduced to every single therapy, starting with Freud, doing Adlerian therapy. You're exposed to all the methodologies, all the ways you're seeing um, what efficacy is, things that are effective. Um, you're just learning the the modalities narrative therapy different therapies work for different people what you want to specialize in somatic therapy grief therapy um, and so we're really trained um, in a variety of methods to help you know what you're specifically coming with um, also at our practice we have licensed psychologists so if people have autism or adhd or learning disabilities we have clinical psychologists who can um, do that testing and you can get a 20-page report that you can use in elementary school in high school and in college to get accommodations um, that gives you the paper trail that you need for extra time um, and so we are very professional and you're going to get somebody that's been trained appropriately um, to help your specific, um, you know, just mental health issue that you're struggling with at the time. But um, in tandem, this is a Christian place. So you're going to get somebody who's trained and has that knowledge and uh, like we said before, after then you graduate with your master's or your doctorate, in order to become licensed, you have to do 3,000 hours, which cannot be completed in less than two years, of um, training under a supervisor um, who's also trained. So sometimes you'll see people um, who are associates and they're very um, intelligent and they already have a ton of experience and you're getting two professionals to work with you at the same time because uh, the supervisor is also managing your case. You are not alone with whatever you're struggling with um, and you don't have to internalize it and push it down or just distract yourself and pretend it's not there because those things will come up. And sometimes um, as adults, no matter how old we are, there are still things from our childhood, from everybody's childhood. Um, and our parents did the best that they could, um, but there's things that there still might be wounds, or maybe you did not grow up in a Christian home, or maybe there was some sort of abuse, or maybe there, um, you know, their, their sexual abuse, you, you know, things that happen that are affecting your relationships today, that are affecting your adult life. And we can go back and we can speak to those and we could talk about how God views you as this little eight-year-old, even though you're an adult or this, and he wants to tenderly hold you and tell you what was happening and that he was there and he wants to bring healing to those. Um, 
you will not be embarrassed. You will not um, be made fun of, but everybody at Flourish, but I would say it doesn't have to be Flourish Christian Counseling. There are Christian counselors. There's lots of Christian counselors everywhere. You have to look for it. If you don't, there's a lot of non-Christian counselors. There's probably more, but if you look for faith-based and that is what your value is, um, that is the benefit because if you go to another counselor, but they have different values than you on marriage, they have different values than you on life, the sanctity of life, they have different values than you on parenting, you're going to be getting mixed messages and you're going to be getting the world's view. And if you want to be encouraged in Christ's view, but you want somebody who's um, been trained and is a licensed professional, then I would just recommend that you seek somebody who's faith-based. Um, and you could ask that in the initial consultation. But I would say that really so many people come to counseling that there's no shame. The stigma from years past has really decreased dramatically. Um, and you're just going to be embraced. Um, and what can happen too, you know, you just have to see if you like um, the person that you're talking to. And it's okay. I always tell people, you know what, the best thing is our therapeutic alliance. If you, for whatever reason, just don't feel like we're a good match or that you feel comfortable with me, I will not be offended. Just ask to see somebody else and go see somebody else because you have to be comfortable. Um, and it might be somebody else, and that's okay. Christy Kortenhoven is our guest. Flourish Christian Counseling, talk to me about the offerings that Flourish offers and how somebody can get hold of you. So Flourish Christian Counseling is open to anybody who's looking for counseling from licensed professionals who are Christians. Um, we um, are in network with lots of insurance companies, but I'll just mention them. Um, so we're in network with Anthem Blue Cross, Aetna, TRICARE, um, IEHP, um, and we're approved out of network with Optum and Beacon Health, um, but then we also take private pay as well. Um, but we have um, licensed marriage family therapists. I'm not the only one. We have clinical psychologists. Um, and we have licensed we have licensed professional clinical counselors, um, and we all do the same thing. The clinical psychologists do neuropsychological testing and assessments. So as I mentioned earlier, that's for learning disabilities or possible autism or ADHD. Um, and if you need some testing for that and your your insurance could cover it, we will do those for you. Um, but we also then. Um, we see children, we see teenagers, adolescents, we see 20-something, 30-something, all the, you know, 60s, 70s, throughout the lifespan. We see married couples, we see families, um, and we treat um, everyone. The major things are anxiety and depression. Uh, we treat a lot of grief. Um, I myself personally, you know, work also with like infertility issues. I've had seven miscarriages myself. So I, 
you know, am compassionate in that area for people who are struggling. Uh, we work with people who are going through adoption, um, OCD, um, bipolar, major depressive order, generalized anxiety, PTSD. Two of our therapists do EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization reprocessing, and that is really empirically based. There's a lot of evidence that is really helpful for people who struggle with PTSD and trauma. Um, and so we're out here for the community. And then we see people online. The website is flourishchristiancounseling.org. And then the phone number is 951-249-3436. If you go online to the website at flourishchristiancounseling.org, there's an about tab. You can see who the therapists are, but there's also a tab that says client portal. If you press client portal, I'm a new client, it will have you just automatically enter in uh, your information, uh, who you are, what your age is, um, you, you know, anything that you want us to know. And you can schedule, we have a calendar open, but we do currently have a lot of clients. We are accepting new clients, but we do have a waiting list. So sometimes you could make a date on the calendar and then sometimes you just put in all your information and we'll call you and we'll set um, set an appointment up for you and get you in as soon as we can. People really like um, online therapy because we can see people far away. So if, if they're listening and you know they just really want a Christian counselor, you can talk to somebody who has your same values and you know maybe you're coming because some people are from San Diego. Um, some people are from, and they just can't drive with their child that far. We have some people from San Francisco you know, some people, and, and so um, it really is the way now. It's, um, yeah, it was strange, and now I think because of COVID, people kind of like it. You know, when I see somebody consistently or I see them weekly, I, I know what they're going through, you, you know, and what techniques we're gonna use or how to prepare and plan for that session. But I always, ask like lord show me what they specifically need what specific word do you want for them father like how what what do you want them to leave knowing and how do they know like your deep care for them so um that's that's the aim and the goal thank you thanks for coming in Thank you so much. It was a privilege. I pray that you got something out of this show. I want to thank Chrissy Kortenhoven for being here and talking to us about counseling from a biblical worldview while being licensed, in this case, in the state of California. There are Christian counselors available. And in our world, where therapy is becoming so important, I pray that it is important to you who it is who you are seeing about your mental health. Thanks again for being here. This is Growing on the Vine, a ministry of 1025 The Vine, a Christian radio station in Southwest Riverside County in Southern California. We'll do it again soon. God bless.